Hello, friends, and welcome to Trust Me. It's a podcast where we talk about monogamy and creating trust and transparency in this crazy digital world and the real life world that we live in. Uh, my name is John, and if this is your first time listening, thank you so much for being here and welcome. I'm Alexis. Yes, we are very excited to be recording our first podcast of 2021. We started this podcast a few years ago. Um, And last year, you know, when all of the extreme kind of dysfunction and chaos started to arise, you know, in our world, um, we kind of took a break. And I think we did one. So we're excited to be back to kind of continue various discussions, um, you know, regarding monogamy and its trials um, and triumphs, but also just kind of touching on some like broader, like more, I guess, prevalent and perhaps even more concerning topics in the world. Yeah, the podcast is definitely... um just like any good creative endeavor project or blog or whatever it's, it's changed as we change and yeah, it's evolved. Yeah, for sure. And I think one of the things with COVID, like the last episode we did was called COVID couple. That episode actually did it really well. People keep listening to it. So thank you, whoever is out there. But I think one of the things we focused on is never, talking about things we we are unsure of the way we give advice is by living our life being a couple having our trials and tribulations and then reflecting on it and then that helps us figure out how to be better going forward and we have the intention of doing this to share to be vulnerable and to have strength in that vulnerability and to hopefully help you if you're listening yeah and during co- and, and during COVID, we couldn't reflect because it was so new and so weird. Like, we didn't know what the hell we were doing. Like, we couldn't have given any advice. Yeah, no, I just felt like there, the things that were happening in the world with, you know, kind of the systemic racism that has been brought to light and with Black Lives Matters and the pandemic and all kinds of just crazy craziness. Um I guess we kind of were like more stunned and more in the observation phase versus like the commenting phase, maybe. Yeah. For me in my life, like, but also like in our podcast. Yeah, for sure. And it wasn't, it wasn't a intentional thing to take a break. It just happened, <laughs> which speaks and attests to the overwhelming nature that yeah. the year 2020 was. Yeah. But what we're back now, January, hey. 2021. Yeah. Yeah. And we thought it would be cool to discuss something that's like, you know, relevant, you know, in terms of like being up to date and like, you know, what's happening right now, but how the pandemic has kind of affected women disproportionately and sent them home um, and how they're calling this kind of a female recession um, leading into how we've experienced this, which is that I still make more money than John and he is still actually the stay at home person in our, in our family. Yeah. So we are kind of like, even though there's like (laughs) 
an even further like shift of women going back into the household because of this COVID situation, we kind of want to just comment on how we're still kind of like fighting against that traditional gender role and what our like personal experiences with that. Yeah, I think every th- we, when we say we fight against it, I don't think for the most part, you didn't ask me, so I'm just going to tell you what I think. <laughs> Typical. <laughs> uh, when you say we're working against it, like I would want to be defensive and be like, we're not working against it, but it does come up often, not day to day. It comes up if there's stress and it, and I know I am consciously and cognitively aware that it doesn't matter. And I know that we're a team and what I said to you right before we started filming, and I wanted to just get this out now at the top of the podcast that I think for me, at least the theme of how we're living our relationship right now is that we're a team and there is no competition. Yeah. And if you are looking at your wife or co-inhabiting partner as someone that you're competing with, you're doing it the wrong way. Unless you're playing Mario Kart. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but that framework and, and that, uh, there's like a cognitive dissidence with that I, and and it's something that's like maybe a part of my lizard brain or it goes back to like tribal people and, and maybe it's just the echoes of society telling me that I should be a man while I'm growing up and the way you're a man is if you have more dollars in your bank account. Well, yeah, it goes back a long way feeling like you, the urge to provide for the family. From what I read, I don't know, I'm not a man. But yeah, 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 for sure. I mean, there's a lot of societal pressure um, on both men and women to perform how society expects them to perform. And I think that's fascinating. I love talking about cultural norms and like what it looks like to live outside of them and how it feels. And, you know, not that we're really that far outside. There are plenty of people that, you know, don't necessarily subscribe to like classic gender roles or don't even identify as a gender you know, in this modern world. Yeah. But. Yeah. And I, I think it's, before we get too deep into this, mm-hmm. I think it's important to, to point out or to define and describe what our structure is. I have custody of my son who is 11. Alexis has split custody with her daughter who just turned 12. Mm-hmm. So we are a blended house. Yeah, we each another, have a child that yeah. we've brought into this relationship. Yeah. We're not married. We not um, yet. we're both step parents and parents to each other's children. Yeah. And and our own children, of course. Yeah. 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 So yeah, it that has its own set of challenges, but also like, you know, cool stuff goes along with that as well. Yeah. 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 It provides me uh, with a lot of um, challenges that make me um, become a stronger, better man or leader. I don't want to call myself a leader, but I know I am. You are as well. Like we're leaders <laughs> of our pack, you know, yeah. so we have to make decisions like, uh, 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 for like what's best for us. And that goes back to the whole like competitive nature of us. Like you know, if I was competing with you, I'd probably be going out and working hours and hours and hours trying to match what you make. And that would actually probably inhibit and cause a lot more stress in our life than the way we do things now. So I want to get back to the competition piece in yeah. a second, but let's let's finish. So so then our dynamic. Okay, so we both have a kid. Yeah, they're in like middle school. You yeah. know, 
Um, so they were home for a long period of time doing homeschooling because of COVID. They're now back in school. But whoa, every parent out there and every person I understand has been affected by this. But just from a, you know, a parent's perspective, like that was crazy. And thankfully, John was able to be at home. Um, and thankfully, I had a partner that was able to help out because I don't know, honestly, what I would have done. You know, my career definitely would have suffered. And you were able to be here. And um, that was huge, you know, yeah. so I'm super grateful for that. Yeah. Um, but John, for the most part, takes care of like the household, you know, duties and um, goes grocery shopping, does the laundry, uh, cooks the dinners din during the week. And and I am the, like the provider. Yeah. And the reason I was able to stay home is because at the end of 2019, uh, I had sold the house that we were living in previously. And I had a little bit of cash from that. And I was working part-time as a server and I wasn't working on the weekends and I was working part-time in a restaurant and I was trying to align my schedule in a way that would work with our life because my main priority has been and was, it, it has been to be the, the stay at home person or be the, the person that if the kids need something or if they're sick, I'm the one that makes the call into work because financially it didn't make sense for you to call in when you were making yeah. As much in one day as I would make in a month working two days in a restaurant. Yeah. So after I sold my house, um, I had started a business taking photos and doing video. And I was making a little bit of money. And I'm still like slowly getting clients here and there. Um, but that started, I thought I was going to have more momentum at the beginning of 2020. And then we actually, this was an intentional thing. We set and I was like, do you think I should go out and try to see if anyone will hire me for freelance work while you're, you and I are quarantined and we had saved and we were so fortunate and so blessed. I, we talked about this all the time during quarantine. We were so grateful to be in the position we were financially. We had just moved from one side of town to a better side of town. And that was an intentional decision for us to just like hunker down and to like hang out with the kids. And it was actually really great in a lot of ways. Like that time we had. Yeah. I loved that time. Yeah. I, I didn't mind it being yeah. at home. Yeah. Yeah. I feel I'm hesitant to talk about that and like, I'm really in my head about it, but I do think it's important because I was seeing a lot of uh, dads and these dad groups that I follow um, asking or assuming uh, and supposing that I was just a stay-at-home parent. And it's so funny that they assume because you made more money that I was just like a, a, like a dad mom, like a stay-at-home mom, but a dad. Well, you, or just you can just say stay-at-home dad. Yeah. yeah, well, but no one knew that. That's just mm -hmm. what's insinuated. It's like there's a lot of relationships where the woman makes more money than the man, but uh -huh. they still both work full-time. Yeah, and I numbers, have some statistics on this. Yeah, it's like I think of famously <laughs> Sarah Blakely and uh, Jesse Eitzler. Jesse Eitzler is a multimillionaire, but Sarah Blakely is a billionaire. Mm -hmm. So just to assume that a woman makes more money, that means the guy is a stay-at-home person, was an interesting, like, mm. like Hmm. conclusion for people to draw in my opinion. Yeah. I guess I didn't see how you worded that. So I'd have to see how you worded whatever you were discussing. Cause someone could get, you know, yeah. But I, anyway, the, the way I worded it was, uh, my fiance and I have a podcast and we talk, we're going to do one episode a month for this entire year. And in this episode, we're going to talk about how she makes way more money than me. 
Okay. Yeah, that was it. And people just assumed you were the stay-at-home person? Yeah, from that. Yeah. Did they know that we have children? Um, no. Hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. A lot of assumptions are thrown around, I mean, all yeah. the time. And yeah. I feel like right now it's like so much worse. But yeah. I just, I think that's because everyone's on edge and emotionally charged. So I'm just seeing that in like my clients and friends and family, like people just reacting yeah. and like quickly drawing conclusions and assuming things without really, you know, finding out the facts. It's very interesting. I think people are definitely emotionally reactive right now 100%. more so than normal yeah yeah and just normally people do that yeah. we had an episode where we talked about storytelling yeah and even though we did that episode and it's like stuck with me and that's a really good one because it's something i see people do all the time i still fall victim to that like if i'm feeling badly or jealous or insecure like i will create stories and before i realize it like i am like six chapters deep in this story of misery i've written about myself and <laughs> Yeah. It's, it's like an ongoing struggle. Just yeah, to I like, think that's a human thing. Yeah. I don't know. I think a lot of people do that storytelling thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. But, but yeah, so we kind of back to um, saying that you didn't really know how you felt about me saying we're fighting against it. I guess what I meant by that is that... Uh, we have friends and we have family and I have clients, you know, at my job. And it it's even though I know there are other families in the same position where like the man is at home and the woman is working, um, it, it takes people by surprise often. And people have women, in my experience, have like a lot of opinions about this topic. And, um, you know, men do, too. And I think you probably know more about like the male opinion Perhaps, you know, you interact with more men than I do. I don't really interact with a lot of men, but um, it's very interesting. Yeah, I'm a stay-at-home parent. I don't interact with real-life adults that Well, much. <laughs> you do online a lot. Yeah, yeah. Like, you are in a lot of, like, dad's groups, and you interact with people online far more than I do. Yeah. Funny thing, and this is 100% true, like, I just recently opened up about you making more money and me having a conflict about who I am and what I am in regards to being a stay-at-home dad within the, like, the last week and a half. Mm -hmm. And I didn't, I've been publishing videos on YouTube for like six, seven months now. It's like some consistency. And I've been telling stories. I've talked about not talking to my dad and any, and I just in this last week said that I was a stay-at-home dad. And that wasn't even kind of like part of the narrative of the video. Mm -hmm. That was me afterwards thinking, oh, I could title this video and then say to people, I'm a stay-at-home dad. Mm -hmm. So I actually do not engage in a lot of conversations about this topic because I've kind of shied away from it because I honestly, I struggle with it, with the financial aspect because I do have like the thing in, in me that's saying that I should make more money and I should be the provider in this way. And I'm working towards <laughs> making more money and potentially being the breadwinner at some point. Mm -hmm. So like I'm instead of just like accepting that and proclaiming that's who I am right now, I'm kind of I kind I the the story I tell myself is when you get to this point, then you can talk about what you're experiencing right now. And I don't think that's the best way to be an open and transparent vulnerable creator. That's very interesting. It feels like you kind of do have a sense of competition. Because, like, for me, if you ask me my perspective and my feelings on the matter, 
Like, I'm cool with making more money, but my dream would be that we both are contributing. Yeah. Like, financially. Yeah. But as parents and for other parents out there, and even if, you know, you're not a parent, like, it it does really, really, really help to have someone at home. Yeah. And so it just so happened to be that I was, was making more. So yeah, 100%. here we are. Yeah. yeah. I only worked, I've only worked on set one day this year uh-huh. and just that one day it was like it was insane <laughs> yeah like if that were happening all the time yeah and we are and i know like i was just speaking with my therapist karen who's amazing and she's like you know i'm seeing this more and more that these gender roles are kind of becoming like obsolete or grade and kind of the sharp line is going away um but with this pandemic like i was reading and this is npr that was telling us um, back in September of 2020, um, close to 900,000 women left the workforce in America. And that is four times the amount of men that left the workforce. Four times. Yeah, it's like so it's like taking we, a step back from yeah. all the progress that was made for a lot of, lot of and women. And that's so true. There are a lot of articles that touch on, you know, this is setting women 10 years back in the workforce. And what is always so mind-blowing to me on this topic is there are actually, like Forbes, for example, you can find this information anywhere, but Forbes, for example, um, you know, there are several articles that discuss there are more educated women in the workforce. So more than 50% of the workforce um, is educated women, college-educated. And so, but only, so if you look at the Fortune 500 companies, only 33 of those Fortune 500 companies are led by women. Yeah. So women have been disproportionately affected by the pandemic because their jobs, our jobs as women, we make up like healthcare, education, service, um, you know, all of the sectors where you like deal with people like face to face, it seems like, you know, education being a huge one. Um, and you know, these were all shut down and women were sent home from their jobs Yeah. or someone had to be at home with the children. Like is the other reason why women have, you know, left the workforce in significantly higher droves than men. Yeah. When schools are shut down, like someone has to take care of the kids, man. Yeah. We would love to just have our children just good luck guys. We'll see you at five o'clock, you know. But like, that's just not. I mean, we could a do, good parent move. We could do that now, but we did the. Um, we went down to your friend's house, and we. I think this is a great idea. Uh, I took my phone, and we Facetimed each other. And oh, I put, we both left our kids yeah, here, two blocks away, and we went two yeah, blocks away yeah. to visit with our friend. Yeah. yeah, and I took we took our phones and we Facetimed each other and put a phone up in the corner. But we have these big windows in front of uh, above our sink to the kitchen, the lookout to the driveway. And as I was as I was walking out the door to come and get you, I looked in and Malachi had grabbed the butcher knife and was like going like towards himself to like cut like a, a muffin or something. I'm like, oh man, <laughs> I know. Not a solid parent move. Not a solid. To leave parent your move. kids at home, especially for school, dude. Because as we found, like it, that was not that was not an ideal experience for us. The at home learning situation. Oh yeah, they wouldn't have they wouldn't have gotten anything done. Right. Yeah, um, and they just would have been sad too. It, it, and I share that story because it's funny, but it's also like an an ongoing 
struggle and maybe we protect our kids more than we would if we were living somewhere else where they we had no choice and they had to raise themselves. Mm-hmm. But that's like, it is so hard to be a parent trying to think about the right thing to do. And you learn through these hard times that they'll be fine. They're resistant. They're resilient. But you, I think you want to put that off as much as much as you can, or you want to be there to guide them as much as possible. Yeah. Like that's how you set your kids up for success in the future. And I went off down a rabbit hole and I knew that would probably happen if I talked about the FaceTime. But when you're talking about women having to stay back and like taking a step backwards and all I kept thinking was a couple of things. I was thinking about people hearing that and being like, bullshit, the patriarchy. And it's like, well, Yes and no, um, but you can view that as a sign of progression because that means because more women were in CEO positions than they were 20, 30 years ago. But I also hear like great fortune in women being able to go and stay back home because it means they're able to financially. And I, I'm now thinking about families where both parents have to work, and during COVID, if they still had jobs, like and what are single those? parents and single parents, yeah, totally yeah. have taken the hardest hit. Yeah, or just people like that are out of jobs. It's yeah, we were we were so f- fortunate and very blessed, and it, we're talking about our problems and how to work through them to help you. And it's very easy to get caught up on how your problems may not be that bad compared to other people's. But there's like a saying that's like if you're drowning in six inches of water or drowning in a pool, you're still drowning. Yeah, everyone has every you know suffering and happiness and all of these things like are subjective. I mean, mm-hmm. to an extent, I mean, there are certain things that like, yeah, can't be argued. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And we are very, very fortunate, you know? Um, and I think we, we talk about this stuff too, to like work through it ourselves, like hopefully inspiring other people to be vulnerable. I do think there is strength in vulnerability. Right. So, yeah. you know, we're offering up our, our, you know, experiences in a vulnerable way to maybe inspire others to do so. And it makes us stronger, I think, too. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, I mean, with this going on, the pandemic and like more women being at home, we still find ourselves kind of in that opposite position. Um, And it just makes me think more about just kind of our own personal just experience with it. And like, so I guess we have some things to kind of touch on, maybe some questions that we've received from people. Yeah. Um, <laughs> do you want to share some of those questions? Yeah, I can. Uh, I think we should take a quick break. Have we gone through all of the stats and everything? Um, yeah. I mean, yes, there's probably some more. I mean, there's, there's so much more to discuss, but I kind of wanted to focus, I guess, on just like our experience with this. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, let's see here. I mean, this is the first, you know, economic downturn or recession that's being labeled a female recession. Um, That's interesting. In all the years past in our society, every time we've had some sort of like downturn economically, working men were disproportionately affected. But this, you know, like I said earlier, is... Um, severely affecting women because of the industry sectors and then also mom life. There was something you were saying to me um, that was fascinating, which is really honestly everything you say to me, but. <laughs> wow. <laughs> no, you were, when you were doing the research and 
if you're still listening at this point, thank you so much. Just for you, how, how this structure works is Alexis does all of the brain work for these episodes. And I, I try to distract her and get her off topic as much as possible. <laughs> Not intentionally. Yeah, we're kind of just easing into this too. Yeah. Today. Yeah. 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 But one of your research topics was about World, World War II and oh, famously like Rosie so, the Riveter. Well, like no, no, no. That. So yeah, during World War II era, you know, men went off to war, right? And women like in droves joined the workforce. Um, you know, after the war ended, women kind of remained in the workforce and showed that that there was like a kind of a permanent change. And so there are some scholars and some authors and things that I've read that, you know, people are concerned that this too could show some sort of a, a long-term effect for particularly women. Um, so hopefully that's not the case. I've read some positive things too, um, having to do with men, fathers, really taking more responsibility for childcare because you have to. Yeah. So as much as, you know, we can look at the negative, maybe this also will shift a little bit more to like men taking childcare responsibility, you know, a little bit more as like a burden. Yeah. You know, so it's not so disproportionate. Yeah, and I can just attest from my own experience, but the amount of perspective I have gained from being a dude at home mm -hmm. and what it must be like from the female perspective is, I think, a gift. Totally, and that's what I want to talk about, like our perspectives yeah. here. Yeah, and I think yeah. we'll get into that with the questions and answer portion yeah. pretty deeply, I think. Um, it, but, it was interesting. I can share one more thing. I'm sorry to interrupt you. It's okay. But... Um, that it's only 44% of married couples in the United States um, where both parents work full-time. Uh -huh. So it's pretty a lot less than half of all married couples, both of the parents work full-time. Yeah. Within, um, and this was, I found in Forbes as well. And Forbes also then referenced, and I went to read um, stats, under the Bureau of Labor Statistics. So anyway, so within the 44% of married couples where both partners work. So, and this is like in classic, like, you know, they're a man and, and woman relationship. I, I don't know if they, if this, if these statistics cover, you know, all types of relationships. This is kind of like a, a man and a woman from what I understand. Mm -hmm. Um, but that, um, Sorry, I lost my train of thought. M mothers still provide in those in those relationships sixty percent of the child care. So even in that forty four percent where both people work, m women or the mother, you know, is still providing sixty percent or more of the child care. I wonder if so, that is strictly based upon what the assumed gender roles are in society. I can think of a, a lot of guys who have been in women that were like have like they're in a relationship where both people work. And they said things to me about the laundry or cleaning or whatever. I'm like, dude, that's actually both of your responsibilities. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think there's a shift happening, yeah, like a is. giant yeah. cultural shift happening like yeah. right now. I mean, maybe always it's happening, but it, it feels 
Like there's a wave kind of coming. Yeah, for sure. There's always, there's always When it comes to just like identity and which gender, however you identify yourself, like it's, it's becoming more like fluid. Yeah. You know, like we don't have to like label, you don't even have to label yourself a gender if you don't fucking want to. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Like you, and so we'll, we'll see how it goes. Like that fluidity, whether or not, (laughs) you know, that changes permanently or it's it's interesting to watch for sure and there's always small changes happening but there are definitely like keystone moments in society where there's like a big communication shift like there was with the telephone and the cell phone and the internet and all that and then there's also be big cultural shifts so Mm -hmm. i think we we may be in the middle of one right now and it's really exciting let's take a quick break and then get into the questions and answers yeah I hope you enjoyed that quick 10 second break. I don't know what this is going to look like on YouTube. Maybe it'll be a title screen or something, but <laughs> hey, welcome back. <laughs> so I ask, we ask questions from you about what we're talking about, about what, what it's like to um, be in a relationship with a, a, a woman who's crushing it financially Makes you look like a little peasant in rags by comparison. Or being with a man who stays home, you know, yeah. takes care of the house as a woman who's out working. So like just... there are two perspectives here that we're going to kind of touch on. Um, and I, I think it's important that we really listen to each other's perspectives yeah. on this topic. Um. So I guess if you want to start out with a question. Yeah, I'll read the question and, you know, we'll, we'll see if it's geared towards you or I. But generally, like if it's a default, you can answer it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And we'll just figure it out too. We've, we've actually asked questions to the audience and only ever had one person respond before. And I think the fault there was I wasn't specific enough with the ask. So that's just a fun little, like, if you're trying to do research kind of thing. I also ask dad groups, and dad groups and groups on Facebook are so much more engaging. So we have a a decent amount of questions. So if you're listening and you're one of those people who ask a question, thank you so much. Seriously, like, to have, like, the community aspect and to, like, figure out, like, how we can help you if you're listening. And you can ask us, and then, like, we have to talk. That helps us. Thank you so much. The first one is from a real-life friend, uh, Josh Pasco. So, Josh, thank you. This question, Are people cool with being... We'll find out. <laughs> I don't know. We have to name names. It's fine. That's okay, all... Josh. Yeah. Love you. And I will too because I'm going to flash up the question on the screen so the name will still be on there. Okay. Um, this is A and J, so both of us independently. How does the matriarch slash patriarch switch change your mindset? So how does us switching the roles of the matriarch and the patriarch change our mindset? So he, Josh is, you're asking, um, like with the classic gender roles and us flip-flopping them. Well, we can't ask him what he meant, but right. I think that's what he meant. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's what he meant. Text me. Josh. Yeah. Um, so, well, do you want to start, do you want to start off? Yeah. Um, I, I pretty hyper, I think I talked about this at the top of the podcast, but I'm hyper aware that the way I feel is my ego and it's a constant battle. Um, you think it's just ego? The I way think that so. you feel about yeah. 
Okay. And um, just let me walk, like, walk yeah. through this for a second because honestly, it's kind of hard to talk about. Like, mm-hmm. It's the one thing that makes me feel very vulnerable. I made a joke when I first asked this question onto my Facebook and Instagram, and I was like, to answer the most obvious question, no, she doesn't peg me. <laughs> I just knew that people are going to think because you make more money if someone doesn't make a joke about you lubing up something and cramming it into my butt. I just think that's such a male perspective because it's like I, I, there's no part of me that like wants to put something inside of you because you take care of the house. Right. It's just a morbid (laughs) curiosity. That's why she wants to put something inside of me. Actually, I don't have that curiosity any longer. Yeah. We tried it once. It didn't work out. Only because you're so aggressive (laughs) with the poking. I was like, God damn, what would you want me to do to your butthole? It wouldn't be to grow up my fingernails for two months and scratch. I'm not interesting. It's just not my thing. Like a dog on the outside of a door. Um. (laughs) Oh, man. That's for another time. Yeah, it is. (laughs) Um, So I am... To get back to the question, I am aware that it's like my ego and it's what society has told me to do and that money is a construct and what actually matters is like focusing on that we have enough and that I should not be competing with you. And I, I am so fucking proud of you. Yeah, thanks. Seriously, it is amazing. And we didn't talk about, there's, there's a lot to unpack in our backstory and the more we know each other the more you'll learn about us, the more we'll share some things we haven't thought to share, some things maybe we aren't comfortable to share with yet or we haven't figured out. But when we met each other, you had a husband and then that relationship dissolved and you and I were in a situation where you had not started the job you have now yet. That kind of happened at the very beginning of our relationship. And you had a phase. It was like right at the beginning of our relationship. Yeah. And you had a phase where you were training and I was still working four or five days in a breakfast restaurant and I was mm-hmm. working weekends and we were splitting things and making money and mm-hmm. we kind of slowly grew into what this is now. Right. Right. And I see us as a team, but I, I've watched you progress and I, like I've said, I'm so insanely proud of you. Thanks. And if I can leave that, if I can leave that ego aside, if I uh-huh. can kill that ego yeah, and you and I are able to talk about like what our goals are uh-huh. and I can, I can see that I, my priority is the family and that, that actually makes me a provider in a, a real way. Uh-huh. And I have a new appreciation for stay at home moms because of what I do. Totally. But I'm also working and building, creating things. And sometimes I'm stifled by that task. And, and that mission I've given myself when I start thinking about how little money I'm making compared to you. And the only thing that allows me to get past that is knowing that you are taking care of us financially and that's okay. Mm-hmm. That we are in this together. Mm-hmm. Like that's, that's, I guess, the best way I can answer Josh's question. Okay. Okay. You know, do you want to take a stab at it? Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's a great question and it's kind of like what, exactly what we want to touch on with this podcast Mm -hmm. particular episode. Um, I mean, I struggle with like gender roles and even identifying as a gender. And because along with money, I mean, it's partially like the gender role, you know, a construct, like it's a human construct. It's not a tangible thing. It's something that as humans and as a society, we've decided there are like these rules around and we should all like subscribe to them. And so when I think about it, it, like I feel empowered, I guess, like, cause I know I've been a stay at home mom and I've relied on men before and I don't ever want to be in that position again. 
I always want to be able to provide for myself um, because it does feel very empowering. So I feel good about it. Um, there are also times when I don't feel good about it. And I guess the best and um, way to describe that feeling is when I realized there wasn't a, f a word for like the female equivalent of emasculation. So like if I feel like I've lost my femininity or something, or like my female ego is being like attacked in some way. I don't, there's no way to like, just describe that with, with like a word, like yeah. how, if you were to feel emasculated, yeah. everyone kind of knows what that means immediately. Yeah. So I just haven't found that word and maybe it exists. And if it does someone, and if anyone's listening and then feels inclined, please let me know. But, um, like one day I, I tried to like wash my clothes and I didn't know how to run the washing machine. And I think we talked about this in a previous episode, but, and then you were like, just, just get away from it. Just let me do it. And I was like, Oh my God, like I can't even wash. I don't even know how to wash my own clothes yeah. in my house. I feel really weird about this. Yeah. And other times too, like when I have clients or friends that are like doing mom things and I'm like, John is like picking up, you know, my daughter or like, you know, uh, other clients are like kind of, you know, able to go to certain school things and I'm not, I, I have that feeling of like, damn, am I, is that okay? You know, I, I don't know. It's so hard to separate yourself from like society's expectations, yeah. you know, within the society that you were raised. It's hard to differentiate between like, how do you actually feel what do you actually think versus like your paradigm and what you've been told to think and feel. Yeah. So it's just a, I don't know. I feel good and I feel bad. And I, um, and it definitely has changed my perspective too. thinking about being a provider. And there have been days where I have come home from work and I have thought and maybe said out loud once or twice, what in the fuck have you been doing all day? <laughs> editing a podcast <laughs> and I literally am like I even talked to my therapist about this and you know we she suggested the classic why don't you break down everything he does like you know being a maid and being a cook and being a chauffeur and like you we've heard that all before like yeah. when men have been assholes about saying what have you been doing all day yeah. you, know? you know that work that breakdown and she literally told me to do that like for you. Yeah, that breakdown, what you described, and I guess it's a classic like thing that you do to work through, like what is the woman doing all day? Mm -hmm. But I have just instinctively used that for myself too when I'm like, why haven't you hit this metric? Why aren't you doing this? And then I look at my time and I schedule out my day um, I and I write down everything mm -hmm. and I write down get Olivia from school or take Kai here or get groceries. Like that's two hours that I could be working and it's gone and it's going towards the betterment of our house. It's crazy. And what I think is another layer to our dynamic, you're talking about you feeling like maybe um, you feel like you may be a bad mom, which you're not. You're an amazing mom and you're an amazing stepmother. Yeah, that's something I feel like that's a whole other like topic to unpack right. how but, women judge each other within. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Mothers, not mothers within motherhood. Like yeah. It's like a lot. Yeah. Yeah. But I have custody of my son. So yeah. we're together and assuming we're going to be together, I asked you to marry me. You said yes. Yeah. So I just don't want to pay for a wedding. So. Right. So another topic. <laughs> right. Another topic. 
but so, <laughs> so assuming <laughs> assuming that we're going to be together for our lives, and if I was in a position where I'm breadwinning and now you're the stay-at-home parent, because I am the one that has custody of my son, he would be with you all the time. Mm-hmm. So I would have those same conflicts. It's like I have custody of my son, and I'm not with him right now, and Alexis, the stepmom, is. You know, I would have that struggle too. It's so yeah. fascinating. Well, it's yeah. There's a whole other layer because these aren't our children together that yeah. we have. Right. Yeah. There's a whole other layer, of course. Yeah. Totally. That should for sure be a topic. But it's it is um it, it's funny because I have been a stay at home mom mm-hmm. and like I have been judged like what have you been doing or whatever. But I still even having that experience, I still catch myself feeling that way sometimes. Yeah. And I don't know what that is if it's just I'm voice. working. So so hard I am like gone all day I've come home and I'm like wow wiped you know and I I don't know what it is but it's not all the time it's like I super appreciate you and I just have to keep that I know it's not gratitude you know and that perspective yeah Yeah. I was listening it's tricky yeah I was listening to um Seth Godin talking today about your inner voice and how it sucks about your inner voices as it's developing um Mm -hmm you're in high school and like how incredibly complex that is. And you're like having a sexual awakening at the time that you're in high school and you're trying to figure out how to do everything. You know, I think a lot of what we're battling against is that voice that was put into our brains. And you know, the thing about your inner voice is like it, it, it is made up by whatever you are around. Like if you're in France, your inner voice is French. If you're in, you know, America, generally it's going to be English. So as your inner voice is developing for a lot of people, that inner voice is a high school voice. You're not spending a lot of time talking to people that are like elders and wiser. You're spending a lot of time just peer to peer, like Mm -hmm. getting through trials together. Mm -hmm. So I just thought that was interesting. It's like, where did that voice we have in our head come from? And let's figure out how to shut it the fuck up. And you and I make up our rules and determine what is enough for us and have a plan and do it together. Yeah. Not against each other, but together. Yeah. I mean, that is, that's like, you're talking about like ego death. Like how do you completely separate yourself from your paradigm? Like that would be something cool to dive into. The next question comes from Jake, who is, my face is in this camera. Hi. (laughs) The next question comes from uh, Jake, who is for the month. He's my life coach. Yeah. My breath work coach. It's pretty cool. It's rad dude. Mm -hmm. He said, was there a mental struggle for you shifting to the stay-at-home dad? And then he said, and shitty sweaters. The shitty sweaters is an analogy for sweaters of shame. And the way it works is anytime you have shame or some like negative voice, that is represented as a sweater, and you put on that sweater. The more shame you have, the more sweaters you have, and then you get to a point where you can't move your arms like the kid from A Christmas Story. Yeah. And yes, there was a mental struggle. Um, we talked about um, Alexis and I, and when we met, she was at her job, and then she started making more money, and we were both working uh, for a period, and then it got to a point where it didn't make sense for me to keep working. Mm-hmm. I was working weekends. I had struggles if one of the kids were ill, and I needed to call into work. Yeah, and we met at that restaurant. We met at that restaurant. There were... Some trust issues there. There were some trust issues. (laughs) It was just a trigger zone. Yeah, it was a trigger zone. And so I... We've grown past it, Yeah, it was there and it was real at the time. For sure. Yeah. And uh, we called it... 
we've called it a surprise quitting of the job. <laughs> oh, that wait, we, we're talking about Patatou. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that one I wasn't a surprise quitting. Yeah. It kind of was. Oh, uh, okay. So Rise was a surprise. <laughs> yeah, Rise was the real surprise. Um, Patatou was, hey, let's let's have a slight um, <laughs> disagreement about this for a, a day or two. Um, and then going into the weekend, you know, we we came out of the argument, but I was like, hey, I think I should just quit. You're like, oh, no. And then I looked at you, I think, and I was like, I'm just quitting. And at that point, like, you had no resistance at all. You're like, okay. Yeah, it was small. We were ready for the next we, we Yeah, we were chapter. jolted into the next phase. Yeah, like, and uh, so mental struggle. Um, I share this, and um, I've been, like, kind of, like, the core of like who I am and what I want to do as a creator kind of stems from this period of my life. And it was, it was, it's hard to say to you because it, it, um, it was so exciting and amazing to be with you in a relationship. And it's the best thing that's ever happened to me being with you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but when I quit that job, uh, I got into a very dark place. Yeah. And um, if you're listening or if you know someone and they're thinking about ending their life, um, like, I thought about that all the time. I was like, what is, why, there's no good that comes from me being around. Uh, there was a lot of purpose uh, in my life or perceived purpose because I was going to a job and making money. Um, yeah. And I thought that was taken away from me. And you were isolated too, just yeah. being home. You're, yeah. you're like a social person. Yeah, and we all are. If we're not yeah. social, you, 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 what's the point? You know, like we're like an ant colony. And think about mm. what happens to the ant that walks real far out on its own and gets squashed, right? We yeah, need, you're you're other. very extroverted. So versus yeah. an introvert, like you thrive on that human interaction. Yeah. I actually, I think I'm introverted though. I think I, I recharge. On, time alone but okay. too much of it can be a bad thing yeah like um you went out with your friends friday and then um i decided not to go at some point and i just like had a moment where i lied on the bed and i'm here by the, I'm by myself in the house a lot but like i feel like i have to work and do things and there's places i've got to go but to just like lie there and to breathe in the silence i was like i think i need that more often mm -hmm. to like have n nothing on me and just to breathe alone. Mm. And then I feel rejuvenated from yeah. that, you know? So you were feeling, this was a like a, a bunch of different things during this time when you were at home, yeah. so, not working. So, right, I got to, a, I, I was, I literally, I just thought about it every single day. I'm like, what does it look like if I'm not here? I, I thought of like how and where to do it. And I, I know that's not right. I know I didn't want to do that. And a part of me feels ashamed that I thought that. And that's like a sweater coming on. Um, <laughs> Rip that but, sweater right? off. It sucks because you feel so bad and then you're beating yourself up for having those thoughts. It's just this endless shit cycle. Someone needs therapy. <laughs> just kidding. Not really. But I, and, and I, it was amazing. Like you and I still have an amazing sex life. But dear mm -hmm. God, we were having so much sex then. I thought my, my dick was going to fall off. And like <laughs> I'm, I'm just my, – my attraction to you has completely – Parental advisory. <laughs> my, my attraction to you has done nothing but grow exponentially since the beginning. Yeah, that's but great. I have an amazing, attractive partner. I have a, a, a new daughter, and I have a new perspective for, like, femininity and, like, a new purpose out in the world. But I didn't see any of that. 
yeah. the title was taken away, the title of server. I was uh, doing stand-up comedy, and um, I was stopping doing that because of things in my life. <laughs> and all of that went away. It was a huge change. Yeah. It's like, even if it's changed for the good, sometimes, not sometimes, even if it's changed for good, change brings a lot of stress, yeah. even if it's changed for the, the good. And yeah. looking back on it, zooming out, and I say the thing about ending your life because I I listen to people like Gary Vee, Matt Devilla. I had you, I had all this perspective, but hearing other people talking about like these struggles and like me learning a new skill with camera and video, like I eventually got to this other place in my life and I can look back on that, that period of my life, the darkest period of my life, like the period of my life where if I drive past that house, I still feel sick to my stomach thinking about how much I started to hate myself when I was living in that home. Mm. <laughs> wow. I, I'm do this point now where like I know that was actually the best thing that could have happened to me mm. so thank you for changing my life mm. do you want to add so anything sweet. no else? no no this is definitely a question for you and and maybe it can help I don't know how much of that is tied into like you're feeling like that you're feeling that you need to provide as a man oh. or something, you know, so, but, and if other men, you know, have gone home and, you know, are taking care of children or whatever, you know, maybe your story can help them. Yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, cause who knows, you know, life's hard yeah. and I'm, so I don't really have a lot to say besides like, it's hard to hear you tell that story and, or just talk about that time, yeah. but I'm glad that, you know, yeah, I know it makes you it. feel bad too. I don't even want to say that to you. No, it, it's just you know, it's just because I care about you. Yeah. So, I know. it's good that you know, struggle it makes you stronger. It's like going to the gym. You have to have resistance. Yeah. To strengthen whatever character you yeah. think you have, yeah. otherwise, it never grows. Yeah, and the the gym is a good analogy, and I think about compound interest too. Even though I don't make enough money to really, <laughs> I kind of like wasting my time learning about money. It's like figure out how to make the money first, and no, then about the money. no, no, I don't know if that's true. <laughs> no, we you have learn the other way. <laughs> Which is a good segue into our next thing. But with money and compound interest, right? You put money into savings now, and if it's a compound interest effect, like that grows exponentially over time, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. More so than just having it sit there, and that's what it's like. That's what it was like for me. I, I didn't realize that was happening. I was like, I had a fascination and I wanted and had a desire to learn a new skill. Mm -hmm. And looking back, I slowly built up on that. And I still am, but crazy. Yeah. The next question comes from Ryan J. DeLong. What is your family budget and do you have extra money allotted for f fun money for each of us? And then would we consider having bills... Uh, having accounts for bills, a wife account and a hubby account. Yeah. I think when we get married, that will make sense too. Yeah. And I've actually proposed that you know, we just, we'd use like a percentage technique or tactic, um, which is like, we both contribute to the account that takes care of all the bills, but the percentages are going to look way different. Yeah, for so sure. So that we both feel like we're contributing. Yeah. And part of, I think, I was saying, uh, it was interesting, the assumptions that people were making based upon the way I asked the question. I uh -huh. think this illustrates there not being enough detail in the question because I think it is assumed from the way I ask that I don't make mm -hmm. any money mm -hmm. and I make little money. Let's just be certain of that. <laughs> like very little money. Why is that funny? <laughs> You know, I, in, uh, in in the reality of things, I've fallen I can victim. make as much in a couple of days of working 
when a client signs a contract. I can make as much in a couple of days as it used to take me two, three weeks, maybe a month when I was working just Yeah, hell yeah. And it's your own thing. So restaurant. it's like way better. Yeah. But way I, cooler. You get to be creative. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. like way better. Yeah. So. But I have my money and um, I have used money for my business or a credit card to buy equipment for my business. Uh, the only reason I used a credit card at the beginning of this year was because I had someone sign a deposit for a contract. So I had gotten the chunk of change. It was like they gave me $1,500 or whatever. And I knew that they were going to, over the course of the next four weeks, give me more money. And that was going to cover upgrading my equipment. So that way I could put myself into a different pay bracket as a uh, video creator. Yeah. And it, I think just to surmise that you, you have a business, so yeah. your business account is separate. And then yeah. our personal budget, we also like have separate finances. Yeah. But, I just pay all the bills. Yeah. Yeah. Well, John it, pays it, his car. Yeah. And, but yeah. we keep everything separate. Yeah. So maybe we would consider in the future merging, but yeah, right now, sure or the budget is just kind of like, I just pay for everything. Yeah. And oh, do you mind if you say how much you make? Um, if not, <laughs> so it feels awkward. It's no, we make enough that like, we don't have to yeah. be super strict about like a budgeting, but there have been times where we're like, oh wow, maybe we should consider budgeting a little better, but I'm putting away for retirement for us. We're saving money. You know, we are able and super fortunate to not have to struggle right now. Right. So right. yeah. Awesome. And then you ready for the next question? Sure. Yeah. Um, I think um, I want to get to Amy's too. Oh, yeah. We for sure will. Okay. Um, Joseph Gartman said, this is more of a comment, but we can like comment on his comment. Uh, all I know is holidays kind of make me feel like a shittier parent because I know all the presents are pretty much provided by my wife for the kids, which kind of makes me feel like a useless or crappy parent, even though she says they are from both. Can mm -hmm. I go ahead and just say something real quick yeah. on this? Dude, I love you and thank you for opening up and being vulnerable. Yeah. And I think more men need to have these conversations or should have the desire to have these conversations because it's real. The struggle is real and women are entering the job force and it's only going to make sense for more men to stay at home as we go into the future because it yeah. really is the best thing for your kids. Yeah. Unless you can be like ultra wealthy, like... You, we were talking about how much you make. And, like, we make good enough money. We could maybe hire a tutor if we needed to, but it would be a setback if we had a full-time tutor. So it makes sense for one of us to be home, right? So what I'm saying is more women are entering the job force. More women are getting higher-paid jobs. Statistically, more men are going to stay at home. Yes, you may feel shitty because you didn't, with your own money that you made at your job, buy those kids a presence. But how do you think women have felt fucking forever. Mm -hmm. Like the, the traditional woman's at home doing all the things that you're doing. I'm assuming hopefully you're getting your chores and everything done, <laughs> managing the house. Like that's a job in itself. Yeah. So please listen to your wife. And maybe what I do with Alexis is I tell her all the time, hey, reassurance actually makes me feel really good. And it's an easy thing that she can do to help me work through all the things that you're describing for yourself. Like an example is I'll be like, Alexis, if you can just like sometimes remind me, hey, I love you and it's okay that you make a minuscule amount of money compared to me. Yeah. We, just, but John, 
we have a plan and we're together and we're a family and I love you. That yeah. that will that will give me enough like uh, a juice to get through like another few days or a week. Like one compliment. Yeah. Yeah. And that that's good. Just as partners to reassure one another. Yeah. Um yeah, in general. I think that okay, so Joseph, um yeah, that is like awesome that you are able and I'm glad that you wrote this as a comment as well. And I do think that w- when you said the thing about like, how do you think women have felt? Mm-hmm. Um, that was interesting to hear you say. I, I do think <sighs> that it's, I do believe that it's probably harder for men to take on this role. Yeah. Because of the societal expectations. Like women are, you know, it was expected for a long time to just be at home. So to just count on your man to make the money was very normal. And if your man wasn't making money, you could almost like get upset about it as a woman. And maybe you still can. I mean, women still look for men that make money and men still look for young women or whatever. You know, there's there's always shallow wants and desires from people. But I do think that it is probably harder for a, it is possibly harder, how can we know, but for a man to kind of change that role. I mean, so, he, you know, he's saying he feels badly. And I don't remember, I can tell you, ever feeling badly when I was in a relationship where he was making the money and he was buying the things. Yeah, because I just kind assume. of thought, yeah. Yeah, that's good. That's good perspective. Yeah, just, just my perspective. But that everyone's different, but yeah. just... You, you so. know, the way that you will feel like the immense amount of pressure being the one that makes all the money, mm-hmm. um, even when I was in your position that you're in now, meaning that I was the one providing all of the income mm-hmm. for my house with way less money than you make. It's now. okay. <laughs> no, but <clears throat> even when I was the one taking care, uh, I've had a living girlfriend before I was the one paying all the bills. Yeah. Um, and I never felt like this is so much pressure on me. Oh my God, I have to take care of everyone. Like maybe sometimes I felt that, mm-hmm. but I just, to me, it was just like, that's just what you do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I feel the opposite. Sometimes I feel so overwhelmed. I'm yeah. like, oh my God, this is all on me. If something happens in my career or I break my arm and I can't inject Botox anymore like what am I gonna do like it is a scary thing and I'm not saying men or other women or whoever is the you know taking care of financials you know and providing um it doesn't feel this way but this is that's like an overwhelming and kind of new feeling for me within the past like two years yeah yeah Yeah, so I'm sure yeah but anyway this next one is from Rob John Sun there's a hyphen okay that's cool yeah hey Rob I think there's certainly a stigma about it, but there shouldn't be, right? We've got a friend who's, who, who is, and he embraces it, meaning he, he is making less than his wife. Mm-hmm. I know he's been judged on it, though. Certainly his masculinity has come into question and whether or not he's just a bum. I have no issue over it. Certainly the biggest thing I'd struggle with is a social isolation, mm. right? That was kind of what we were talking about earlier, yeah. being socially isolated. I think you do whatever is best for the household, and that's the top and bottom of it. Good luck with the podcast. Yeah. So he, from reading that, he probably won't answer, so we can just skip over this question. I mean, he probably won't read. I mean, uh, listen, listen, sorry. 
No, when he references the bum thing, yeah. like there is this whole like no scrub culture and like women would not dream of dating a man that didn't make money. Yeah. And like for you to do that makes you like a chump kind of. Yeah. Like the female version. I don't know. Yeah. We watched... And that's not even, I can't even like actually say how people feel, but that's just like, there is like a, a small, like no scrub kind of culture. Yeah, for sure. And uh, I was watching audio levels. Sorry. It's Sorry. okay. <laughs> I'm fidgeting because I'm fidgety by nature, but I'm also like uh, the camera person right now. Right? <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, the no scrub culture. Um, we watch Vanderpump Rules. It's our guilty pleasure. And one of the, the girls has a toxic relationship with a guy that like just stays at home and plays video games and she pays for everything and he manipulates her. And um, I don't really fear that I'm that guy, but sometimes I'm like, I hope that your friends don't think that I'm like that guy. Yeah, it's way different because you're like building a business and you're taking care of the household and the kids. Yeah. So it's, but uh, I don't know, man. I think that women struggle with the same expectations and bullshit like labels as men do. They're just, I mean, not the same, but we, we all have those struggles. They're just kind of different. Like women are expected to say like young like and beautiful yeah you know men are kind of expected to like make money and it, that's just like classic gender bias and and expectations you don't have to do that you don't have to live the way that someone else has told you not at all so we found happiness doing this and right. you For know sure. there's yeah. so what you're saying is uh, a way to describe what tim ferris talks about in his book the four-hour work week he talks about the the, the nr very often the new rich uh -huh. and the new rich are people who are living by the code that you just described, which is who cares what society thinks. Mm -hmm. This is what makes us happy or this is what makes me happy. Yeah. And to go for that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, this next question comes from your workmate, your work wife, Chris, oh, Christy, Christy Simpson. Simpson. Uh, does she buy? Does she buy you gifts occasionally? Chrissy does like, not you know, have an Chrissy accent. Chrissy doesn't have an accent. I'm still gonna read in an accent though. Does, I, the she... funniest thing is that I told Christy the other day actually that you try to do impersonations and you're so bad at it. Yeah. <laughs> so no, keep trying. Go ahead. Does she buy you gifts occasionally, like a man who makes the most would do with his wife? Question mark. Also, side note. It's a good question. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I do, you actually. Do. I buy you shoes and shit. Yeah, yeah like running shoes and yeah. stuff. Yeah, and I buy you, like, I've been trying to buy you flowers and stuff with your money. Sometimes when you make me mad. Yeah, I wear some just because. <laughs> I've been trying to do this just because. Yeah. Like, um, I monitor your menstrual cycle, so whenever we get, like, into, like, day 20, 21 territory, I make sure you have, like, your favorite, like, chip and, like, Cinnamon flowers and sugar and chips. Stuff. Yeah. That's true, you do do that. Yeah, and she said, side note, I think as we move closer toward equality gender norms slash expectations of what men and women should do or bullshit everyone should participate in everything a man or woman is not the primary housekeeper both are a man or woman isn't laundry guru both should be participating in necessary household duties well christy i, I love that i firmly disagree with you um some people are laundry gurus <laughs> self-proclaimed and that's just I the mean, way it's it not is. a democracy in this regard. It's just, my, it's just been declared. Yeah, my biggest... Whatever. I don't care. I hate doing laundry. I did the laundry what Donald Trump was trying to do to this country. <laughs> I just I just made up my own rules, and I lied my way to the top. And uh, 
I even made Except a PDF Except there is proof in the pudding because you do a pretty good job at it. Yeah. So that's yeah. really not like Donald Trump at all. Yeah. So that's the difference there. Yeah. <laughs> awesome question, Christy. Thank you. Josh Blakely, who was another one of my life coaches for this month. He's my yoga and uh, movement coach. Cool. Yeah. Hi, Josh. Hey, Josh. Uh, owns a company called uh, uh, Holistic Ape. Josh, anyway, said no. Josh said, I could be wrong, but it seems like in most households, the man makes more money. How does that make you feel towards Alexis versus maybe a previous <laughs> relationship where you made more money? I think we oh. already covered that. Do you see me as less or more? Or do you see me differently? That is a kind of a good question. I feel kind of triggered by that question, honestly. But like, do you, I mean, you don't have, it's, it's okay. I'm not like <laughs> going to go off the rails here, y'all. Yeah. Um, but do, I mean, do you see me differently than you s saw your, maybe like your previous girlfriend where you were like the provider? Um, I mean, that's a hard question because we're not the same person, obviously. Yeah, I see. Obviously, I'm the best and you yeah, love me more than everyone. I definitely but... see you differently in like a good way, in a positive way. <laughs> yeah. Um, does it make me feel... Awkward. No, he said, does that make you feel towards Alexis versus maybe a previous relationship where you made more money? Um, I don't, you know, uh, I respect you for what you do and I'm yeah. proud of you. Yeah. Um, There's no part of you that wishes that I made less money. Yeah. And you made more. No, dear God, we would be so poor. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no. Literally speaking, I you know, suppose. Honestly, yeah. if I'm being honest about like the petty thoughts I have or if we're upset, like <laughs> it's fear. It's fear. Yeah. I'm afraid because you have all the financial power. And if you decided to tell me to leave, I would be kind of fucked over. <laughs> you know? Like I would be fine. I would never I would be over. fine, but I would be the one that had to scramble and put together and hustle. And like you would just have to be in this house alone yeah. inside and having sex with other people. I've... I was just going to say I've been there before, but not that part. I've yeah. been in the position where you feel like you're in. Yeah. I understand that. Great question, Josh. Yeah. I don't know if we totally covered it, but good question. We can keep going. No, no, no. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. And, well, he said he may be wrong, but it seems like most households, a man makes more money. And that's completely true. I think that's true. And I think that's why women still don't earn as much as men. Like, not because, and we touched on this in a previous podcast, but... There's all kinds of information and statistics about like how people perceive women and like that's even changed. Like people for the most part see women as being equally as smart as men. Ooh. And so it's it's simply in my opinion, and there's a lot of evidence to support this. I'm not just pulling this out of my ass. The women don't earn as much because they are the caregivers of children. Yeah. And as you know, that holds you back from yeah. being able to, you know. <laughs> Throw yourself into a career. Yeah, for sure. And it is so true. The conflict, yeah. how modern motherhood undermines the status of women, is probably one of my favorite reads. Yeah. Um, and if you're interested in that subject, I think that you should read it. Um, if you think about it, you should text me that. And I'll try to remind you. We can put that in the show notes. Cool. Um, speaking of it holding you back in your careers, I have definitely had to stop what I was doing. I was driving somewhere to meet someone for coffee for like a business, like networking thing. Mm -hmm. And I got a phone call and I had to turn around and call the person to cancel the meeting because Malachi, my son had been kicked in the face with a soccer ball. <laughs> and because of COVID restrictions, he had a headache 
Yeah, and he that's felt right. dizzy. Oh, and, and he even had like a 99 fever. He had, well, he had a 99.1 or something like that. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. It was, it was like low, low, low grade. Yeah. The nurse is like, I think this is bullshit, but because of COVID restrictions, he meets some of the criteria, oh, so we have yeah. to send him home. I was yeah. so mad, but then I got his pizza and it was okay, I guess. <laughs> Simon, <laughs> Simon Lamb said, how do you manage your superannuation slash 401k in your situation as a stay-at-home dad? And then he said, plus one perception of you with family and friends. Oh, well, we already talked 401k. It's in Alexis's name. Um, I wouldn't, I'm not going to push for her to like sign me to it or anything. I just. I don't know that I can legally. When we get married though, yeah. it can become a marital asset. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah. I mean. Yeah. We're not married, so. Yeah. I, you know. We we put our money into our kids and our family and we budget and you're you're saving for our retirement right now and I wanna be there too. I think that if I were in a position where I was making more money than you are now and you were home, I would like put money aside for you, like uh, just in case or I don't I don't know what that looks like because I don't wanna think about us not being together, but I know it's so smart to do that. And if you were staying at home taking care of stuff, I wouldn't want you to feel like you'd be totally screwed without me. That's so sweet. I, in my previous marriage, I've been married twice, but in my last marriage, not my first one, um, I had my own 401k Yeah. and I didn't get or try to even take any of his retirement. And I also, in my first marriage, which was my daughter's um, father, yeah. um, I didn't take any of that retirement either. So it's a good question because, I mean, he is, you know... You definitely should put yourself it's a hard conversation to have but if you're with someone and if you're it is probably is even a bigger blow to your ego as a man but it shouldn't be have that talk with like I mean maybe I should have that talk with you like what happens if we split what is that split I think you should personally and like we haven't really talked about this but um if I were you and like I said and like I was kind of trying to say like in my previous marriage like I had my own 401k yeah, and I th I don't think it would be unwise because you're just gonna grow money for us anyway. Yeah. Like if we're both growing money, that's awesome, yeah. right? Yeah, and cash back at the grocery store. Uh, no, I'm just joking. I would never do that. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I can't do it with God. the credit card you gave me anyway. Oh, I should have never told you that secret. <laughs> um, but yeah, so cool. Mm -hmm. uh, Chris Clark said, "What's the name of the podcast?" It's Trust Me. Uh, he said, "Some questions are: How do people in your life treat you?" Are you happy in this role or would you rather provide in another way? And do you feel guilty that you get to stay home and your wife does does not? <clears throat> I think we've answered everything. <laughs> we've answered everything except for do I feel guilty that I get to stay home and you don't? Oh, man, that is such a sensitive topic. I feel like I, need, I, feel like I need permission from you to enjoy myself. Like you've said to me before, hey, you're a frantic mess. Go for a run. Or whatever. And I feel guilty when I do that and you're not here. Yeah, I want you to work out and do that stuff while I'm not here. So that when I come home from work, we can like either spend time together or, or you're like usually making dinner or whatever. And we have to like yeah. get the kids to bed. Yeah. So and you should, what you said is important to me because if I can lean into my role as a dad mm -hmm. and the provider for our kids and I take care of the house. I can see, and I can write down, and the schedule helps with this, but I can see that my work is scattered throughout the day. So yeah. if I take a break, you're 
if I take a break for um, 45 minutes during the day, I'm going to make up for that later when I'm doing the work. Right, and then I go to the gym or whatever, unless I have Olivia, my daughter, yeah. here. But it, for, it's hard because I, I then that gives you. It's like I need time with my daughter, so it's like uh, it's just it's it's tricky because it's like we've said, they aren't our children together. Yeah, yeah, I do so, for sure feel guilty that I get to stay at home though. Yeah. Do you? Yeah. Yeah. Really. Yeah, I want to give you... Sometimes I do feel yeah. resentful that I'm like, that MFR is going to the coffee shop. Yeah. But I know you're like meeting someone to network or whatever. Yeah. 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 Amy Fusen, Alexis's friend. Hey, Amy. And your friend. Our friend. Our friend. <laughs> I'd be curious if you guys had to work through issues with spending on the kiddos, being in a blended family and each having one. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. That's, That's a huge yeah. topic. Yeah. In fact, over Christmas... Um, which actually, Amy, when you, when I saw that question, I was like, oh my God, I was like, did we talk about this? Um, you don't need to move over. I know. I didn't know if you were worried because that, oh no, it's fine. Okay. Um, so I, th I was like, wow, that was such a pointed like question and it applies so much to us because we have dealt with that. And over Christmas, like you felt I feel like John scared that I was going to spend more money on my daughter and not, <laughs> hi. The other camera died and the microphone died. Yeah, and yeah, I was, I was you know, and I, I, I was scared that you would spend more money and I couldn't make up the money for Malachi. Yeah. Um, and I also had the struggle of, well, is that even morally right that I'm wanting the kids to have the same amount of money spent on them each because then I'm telling Alexis what to do with her hard-earned money. But a stay-at-home woman has, I would imagine, very little to no problem telling a guy what to do with their money. Mm -hmm. And we have sometimes, like, we'll go back and forth on this and be like, it's our money. But I don't want her to feel less proud of what she's accomplished. Yeah, no, I I agree. I mean, I've worked really hard and I bought my first home, like, and I'm super our proud. Home. Our home. But, like, I bought it. Yeah. And so I, I also, yeah, I don't want to take away from that, like, you know, pride. But I think how we've handled this is, I mean, I just look at both of the kids as our kids. And there's no other way to do it. Any yeah. other way would just cause so much uh, but, resentment yeah. and chaos. And it's just, it's just not how I see it. I just love our family. And I just, we just try to do, do same, same, fair, fair. Yeah. Which is, I, I've actually talked to other parents about this. Just like if you have two biological children um, together and... And maybe, Amy, I'll ask you about this, like, privately. But um, a lot of parents will, you know, be same-same with their kids. Like, yeah, you know, if they're brother and sister or whatever. Or brother and brother yeah. and sister and sister. Yeah. And so, I, I think if we had kids together biologically, mm -hmm. it would be easier for us to be like... It would just be different. Yeah. And that's not the reality of what we live in. Yeah. I do want to come back to the uh you saying your house and i want you to feel like it's like your house you bought it with your money that you worked for but i don't think that in the traditional stand standard that when a man bought a house and his family moved into it 
he would ever be able to fly with saying, my house, because I paid for it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And I understand why that would be that way. But it's I just... also... Hang on real quick, please. I, I also... I mm-hmm. also want you to have all of the pride for the things mm-hmm. that you do. Yeah. So then I, I do take a lot of pride in it because I was in such a shitty relationship um, and situation before. And, um, you know, I had to claw my way up and out and yeah. do this. And it is our home. Yeah. I just am proud that I, like, busted my ass yeah. and bought it. Yeah. 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 So... Yeah, but I know it's then, our home. Then again, then again, a guy saying to a woman, "It's my home. I worked so hard for this." You'd be like, "What a douche!" Well, if he clawed his way out of a situation where he was treated like shit and, um, you know, yeah, was in a s- oppressed situation, maybe I would have a different <laughs> take on it. Yeah, and it's all in the it's semantics. All, it too. is. Yeah. you're right, and it's all subjective. That, that guy in this hypothetical scenario could very easily just say. You know, I'm very proud of myself that I worked so hard to buy a home that we can live in. Yeah. And I know you feel that way. That's what I... I know you do. Yeah. You said that, Yeah, I said that. Yeah. 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 But then there's also the the semantics of you saying, you'll say, I bought my home or my money and all that. And it's just semantics. And Mm -hmm. I think that's the important thing to keep in mind. Like, I think most of your dialogue should be, especially when you're in a situation like ours... It should be our plant, our home, all that. And as a man, I think it's also very important. And a lot of the way you speak as a functioning um, team, when a man is the one making more money or a man's a breadwinner, a lot of that stuff is just built in. You know, so it's I think important to double down on that. If you're with a good dude, yeah, there are. I can. I'm telling you, I've been in situations and in I marriages where I had no idea what our finances were. I didn't know anything i had no access and no power yeah and i don't think that's that uncommon for a man to be like you know she doesn't know anything about finances and i'm in complete control my mom told me today that she's never known what my stepdad was bringing in and she's like yeah i guess we're fine exactly that that's actually pretty common so like what you're thinking is like the fairy tale Prince Charming, yeah, who is like the most wonderful man, and that yeah. but that's just not yeah how yeah. it is. I feel yeah. like in my experience, and I'm speaking from my perspective as someone that has been in the situation I'm in. So you you are right. Yeah, you're always right. But like right now, you're like 100. I feel it in my oh, bone. Wow. You're right. <laughs> I love you. So I love you too. But I feel like that is a good, we've done a, we've packed a lot of stuff into this episode. 100%. So if we didn't answer your question, it's one, because we're so popular and we got so many, but it's also because I was reading, I was reading through questions (laughs) and I was trying not to do repeats because we got a fair amount of the same. Yeah. But Darren, if you're listening, uh, I love you and thank you for asking a question. Obviously she did not know that I was going to make less money than her when we started dating because of our story that we talked about in this episode. Oh, he asked if I knew that. Yeah, no. Yeah. yeah. We, we, we've definitely grown together. So things have just changed and it's been circumstantial. And Yeah. Yeah. That's a good question, though. Would a, maybe, like, would I choose to date you if I knew that, you know, our, yeah. our situation? Trigger warning. I went on a date with a woman long before I knew you. Mm-hmm. 
who uh, wanted nothing to do with me when she realized my financial goals were like. Yeah, I mean that's what that's what I'm telling you. I know a lot of women that feel that way. Yeah, too. And there's nothing wrong. It's like whatever you can actually get pretty much whatever you want in this world if you're a decent person. And even if you're not decent, you can probably still get what you want. Yeah. So to each their own, you know. Yeah. Hey, it's well. It's great to be back, though. It is, and I hope everyone's doing all right. You know, and and getting getting through this this crazy time in our yeah. lives. Yeah. So if you're peace list- and love. Peace and love. Yeah. If you're listening to this and you're at the end, you're amazing. Um, reach out. I'm so to- supportive of our listeners. Well, it's because they're great. We, we, we need them. Uh, we love <laughs> them. If we get better and then they get better, we do I it know, together. I know. I'm just with you. We can sell yes, bunch of coffee Yes, thank you for mugs. listening. No. Or if you're watching uh, on YouTube, um, please, 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 if you're here for some reason and you're at the end of the video, you're a statistical anomaly. Uh, but if you haven't already, comment. Let us know what we can talk about in the future, or I will respond to every single comment, um, and we can talk about anything that wasn't covered here that you want to go into more depth in. Uh, there's going to be a link to my Instagram and Alexa's in- Instagram in the show notes, and uh, probably my YouTube channel where I will take portions of this talk and use that to like guide a narrative over there. So interact with us. Get down. And then you can listen to our podcast. You can listen to our podcasts on all the major podcast yeah. platforms. I will also have a link to that in the show notes. Yeah. So. Cool. Thanks for being here. Yeah. Trust us. See you next month, right? Uh-huh. Or in the in-between time on those links I told you about. Uh, and we are publishing a new podcast once a month, every month for this year. And the episodes will come out on the last Monday of every month. Correct. Awesome. Alexis is like, I'm sick of sitting through this part at the end every time. No, no, no. Thank you guys so much. All right. (laughs) It's great. All right. Good job. Good show. Stay well. There was booze in these cups. Yeah. So sorry if it trailed off at the end. (laughs) Booze. I don't know. I think that's the whole time. That was so bright. Oh my God.